Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. Welcome back. To the recorded version of It Is What It Is. Why is it the recorded version? Powered by the Riot Report, because we don't talk about our mistakes, Zach. <laughs> That's why it's the recorded version. <laughs> Welcome in. We are excited to have you guys here. Uh, my name is Josh Klein. I'm the managing editor of the Riot Report, and I am great at pushing buttons. That is Zach hey. Luttrell. He is the ringleader of the Roaring Riot Say hi, Zach. Hey, guys. And I feel like my buttons have been pushed, right? Oh, that's weird. Nobody needs to know what we're doing here in the podcast studio. Uh, welcome in to It Is What It Is. We we like to pull things back a little bit, and we talk about the Carolina Panthers, but we're not going to talk about things, and we're not going to get emotional. We're going to kind of pull everything back. We're going to talk about things as they actually stand, as they actually go, and what Why they, they are... are what they are because okay. it is what it is Ayo. and it's not what it's not put it on the whiteboard man you got it right after six weeks i you, don't you, i'm i'm not 100 sure that, that close, i got it right though. it's pretty close we're almost there and i think it's right because i have a beer because it's friday and it sounded right to me right yes now. happy hour podcast recording is the best kind of podcast recording so, you probably need that beer, though, right? I do. After the experience last night in the stands, uh, I did stop drinking, but I've started again because that was painful, man. Yeah. I know I, was, uh, I wasn't I was in the stadium yet. I was finishing packing up the tailgate, and I saw a tweet come from the uh, Riot Report handle that there wasn't much green in the stadium, so I marched in very excited to see that the Panther fans had you know, stood up and, and, and went to the game and bought the tickets online and they were, they were going to be there taking over or keeping defending our stadium. Um, but by the time I got in, which was close to the second quarter with the loud defense chance while Cam Newton was on the field, um, I noticed that the black, the Eagles black jerseys were meshed in really well with their midnight green and there were a lot of those people there, a lot of those Eagles fans. There. Yeah, I mean, kind of, we're going to get right into it because I am going to defuse this emotional take from you yes. right off the bat. This okay? is my take. Aren't we? Aren't Let we... me be an angry fan for just a little bit. No, no angry fans here. We are only ours what it ours. No, that's, <laughs> see, I, I lost already. Yeah. Uh, we we live in this in 2017 where you can go on StubHub and you can buy your ticket for anything. It's just not – it's always going to be like that. You're always going to go to Bank of America Stadium when the Panthers play, the Steelers when the Panthers play, the Cowboys when they play, the Packers. The Redskins. The Redskins when they play. Ah. In a, in, and their opposing fans are going to show up in force. Guess what? You know who's surprised when uh, Panthers fans show up in force? <laughs> Everyone. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. No one expects the opposing team to show up unless you are one of those four or five teams. We live in this in this scenario now where you go to Lambeau Field, it's not all yellow and green. Yeah. It's there are other people in there. Well, the way that the way the way that the game went in the second half, you know, that coupled with is the the number of fans that were there and with the amount of Panther fans that left with three and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Which is crazy. One uh, possession game. Yeah, and the Panthers got the ball back and had a chance to march down the field, and the majority of the Panther fans had left. But, you know, all those things together just amplified the Eagles' chance. And then, you know, my walk back to the car after the game, uh, you know, just mentally being in my happy place, which I'll share that with you offline. Oh. Um, you know, just – Ignoring the chance and uh, not trying to be like the guy in the video in the stadium because, you know, I don't do that. 
And I just wanted to get the hell out of there yesterday. Spoiler alert. He was that guy that punched <laughs> that other guy. Just so you guys know, he's really scary in real life. And I freak out here at the podcast studio sometimes. Back to the fact that it's Friday and we're drinking beers. But yeah, so tough, tough loss, man. Uh, and like I said, I felt like we were overrun in the, in the stands. But, uh, you know, let's talk about on the, to game. the game. Let's move on to the game. We're moving on to the game. Uh, so tough game, obviously. The Panthers lose 28 to 23. Cam Newton throws three interceptions. Luke Keekley goes into the concussion protocol for the third time in three years. Um, the run game is really bad, yeah, right? I mean, right. to say the least. So what we like to do is we like to kind of think about what what kind of the the overriding emotions are coming out of a game and kind of cut them back. Well, I think the first thing to hit on is, you know, after the last two weeks of uh, winning in New England, winning in Detroit, Panther fans were on top of the world. The team top was of the great. World. Uh, we were going to go 15 and one the hard way and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, you know, after uh, after last night's game, we saw the, the Panthers worst suck. team in the world. They're not going to make the playoffs. Fire everybody. And I, you know, I put out a tweet. I want to say it again. Relax. Aaron Rodgers said it best. I'm going to say it again. Relax. This team is four and two. Right. Just had some extremely tough games. One of probably the hardest stretch of their schedule arguably December could be a little bit tougher. But either way, this was a tough way to start the season with these road games, uh, with your your MVP quarterback, franchise quarterback, coming off an injury and not having much time in training camp. And here they are sitting at 4-2, and two, man. Yeah. Right? If we, if we want to go back and we want to play like a want to play like a little way back machine game where we go back to week one and I say to you, Zach, we're going to San Francisco tomorrow. Okay. Are you excited to go and see the Golden Gate Bridge? Yes. Put me there. Yeah. So are you excited to go to a very, uh, very authentic dim sum place and for you to order beef and broccoli? <laughs> Just keep uh, it real. <laughs> are you excited to go to Santa Clara and Levi Stadium? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So how about this? Well, let me paint you a little picture. It's let's fast forward to week six now. Now that we're back in week one, I'm going to tell you that unfortunately, Panthers are going to face some injury bugs. Yeah, the Ryan Khalil is going to miss five games. That's big. Greg Olson is going to miss five games. Oh no, Kirk Coleman's going to miss two. Okay, uh, and Cam Newton's going to look rusty for the first three or four weeks. What do you think your record is? Who uh, one and five? Yeah. How about if you're four Season's and two? Over. You feel good about four and two? Four and two. Oh, and you had to go to New England and Detroit. Wow, yeah, I'm ecstatic. Yeah, you're ecstatic, which is even better yeah. than ecstatic. Sure. Uh, exactly. And that's you're where the Panthers are. And that's why he did. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Little improv class yeah. here. We should play those games more often. Yeah, with, with we should beers. do characters. No, but I mean, that's the point. It's a long season, right? There's six games into the 16-game season. They're sitting at four and two. There are obvious uh, uh, points in the game for the Panthers that they need to, to work on the run game, which I know we're going to talk about, um, you know, uh, and the fact that they're still sitting here as one of the top teams in the NFC we should the Panther fans should feel fine about that, really. Yeah, absolutely. So and and, and to to hit on a little bit more after the, after the win last night, the Eagles have the best record in the NFC, so they're arguably what one of the top two teams according to Ron Rivera called them the second best team in the NFC. Okay, sure, fine. So 
they were not, they are not better than the Carolina Panthers. They definitely were last night, right? The scoreboard said they were at the end. Whether they outplayed them on the field, that's argue, I mean, you can, we can argue that point. But at the end of the night, the scoreboard said the Eagles were better than the Panthers. The Panthers gave them 15 points, right? Yep. Three turnovers, no takeaways. and No, they had a takeaway. Oh, they did a takeaway. Yeah, right. So the point is, it wasn't a good game for the Panthers. Panther no. fans feel like crap today because of it. But to play as poorly as they did, at least from the fans' perspective. And to have and two shots at it. Two at shots the win. to win the game at the end. Yeah. To arguably the best team, the second best team in the NFC. The Panthers are right there, okay? I feel like they're better than the Eagles. I feel like if they played them again and they played them, uh, you know, a best out of five series, the Panthers win that easily. Um, so, uh, you know, if we see them again in the playoffs, I, I have all confidence playing against the Eagles. I agree. I, I think that, that that's what you have to do is you have to really back yourself out from this, from this. oh, Cam threw three interceptions. Of those three interceptions, one of them was maybe the most ridiculous interception I've ever seen. Uh, so felt like a handoff. Yeah, it, like when it happened, it was kind of one of those things where like, oh, it's in, I can't believe he dropped. Oh no, did somebody? What? How did that even? Oh, geez. He was standing. And then right all of a sudden, there? yeah, no, he's laying right there. It <laughs> bounced into his hands while he was on the ground. He was on the ground. No, yeah. I missed that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't see that from five through five. Yeah, no, from uh, from the replay that i watched i saw it i can't see it from the press box but uh they yeah bounced off of jonathan stewart's heads by the way stewart had two drops yeah yesterday stewart had a terrible game he had a really bad game yesterday he did um but that doesn't mean that he's like washed up and that he's ready to go like he had a really bad game you know what he may have more bad games but let's hope he doesn't have multiple bad games in a row the the running game I assume that's what we we're just about to go to. Yeah. Right? So I mean, it's interesting that you brought that up because that's one of the takes from today is that Stewart's lost a step. Mm. Um, you know that, that he's clearly not the running back that he's been in the past, and of course that that all you know com- um, is collected with how poorly the running game has produced in the past two weeks. Yeah. No, the running game has been really bad the last two weeks, and there's really no there's no excuses for it. I'm not going to try. Nobody's going to come out here and be like, "Well, they're really going to get better," but. If you want to talk about why it's been so bad, Rivera said it very clearly today. He said the reason that the running game has been so bad is because they were missing blocks. Okay, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they are they're having problems running the ball against two of the strongest defensive fronts in the NFC. The Eagles are the second best rush defense in the NFL, I think. And they may be the best now after, after holding after the Panthers night. to nothing. Um, but if you're going to look at me and say, hey, I'm content with the Panthers running backs running for one yard, because that's how many they had combined <laughs> between the three of them. Is that good? They had one. That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> not great, Bob. Uh, they had one yard on 13 carries. It's like, a tough yard, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard fought hard fought yard yeah uh 79 yards rushing from a wide receiver and a quarterback and one yard from their three running backs um that's not going to get the job done obviously and they're going to address it in practice it's not going to be something that Rivera and Shula and and Jonathan Stewart and and Matt Khalil and all of these these guys are going to be okay with they're going to address it going forward and it's going to get better is it going to get better Let's hope so. I mean, I. <laughs> How does it get better, and why are they missing these blocks? 
Um, well, I think that one of the reasons why they're missing the blocks is because they're facing really talented defensive fronts. Yeah. For the last two weeks. Fletcher Cox was an animal last night. Yeah. Uh, abs- unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I think that you are also, you're missing a Pro Bowl center. Okay. So I think that sometimes everybody can kind of be like, well, Tyler Larson, he's good. Tyler Larson is good, but he is not as Ryan good Khalil. as Ryan Khalil. Ryan Khalil is a Pro Bowl center for a reason. That that hurts. You're also you're missing out on the on. So we talked about this after Greg Olson went down. When Greg Olson goes down, Ed Dixon is no longer the primary blocker. Now he's the primary pass catcher. Primary blocker is now Chris Manhurts. Chris Manhurts is uh, a, a nice raw talent, but he is not as good of a blocker as Ed Dixon. Right. So you and not only that, but now you are basically just missing that third tight end. They brought up Alex Arma to bring him in for two snaps a game. Like it's not. Uh, you are your your two blockers from the tight end position are now one ish blocker. You know, you're like 0.75 blockers. So it's not that hurts. All that stuff combines. It all kind of builds up. And when you play a dominant run defense like the Philadelphia Eagles, listen, they're not going to have one yard rushing every week. Right. But so does the predictability of Shula's play calling play into this as well because it sure felt like and leading into another take and a lot of people are angry with Shula today is how many first down Jonathan Stewart runs up the middle did we have it felt like it was every other play right no well you mean like on first like first and 10 yes first and 10 stew up the middle second and nine. Oh well luckily I have second hand, second 12 handy dandy little play chart here I'll just rustle some papers in front of the microphone and uh, let go. First play of the game for the Carolina Panthers is Jonathan Stewart, right guard for one yard. So See? that's one. Yep. That's there it. it is. Should we just stop? That's what That's what they did. 100%. It's done. Uh, the next time that the Panthers had a first down, Cam Newton scrambles, left tackle for five yards. That was probably a pass play. First and 10, Cam Newton pass, short right to Christian McCaffrey. Okay. First and 10, Curtis Samuel end around for eight yards. First and 10. Fozzie Whitaker, left end for negative three. That was the pitch they got hurt on. Pour some out. First and ten, Jonathan Stewart, left end for negative six yards. So, basically, I I can can keep going. Those are first quarter stats, That was all first quarter. Can you give me a couple in the second, a couple in the third? Sure. By request. I don't know if it was because I was drinking more beer at the end, but either way, it felt like it was a lot. First and ten, Cam Newton passed short left to Ed Dixon. First and ten, Jonathan Stewart, left guard for no gain. There it is. First and 10, Cam Newton, left tackle for 16 Skip yards, touchdown. First and 10, Christian McCaffrey <laughs> up the middle for negative two yards. So there's a run. Yeah, first and 10, Cam Newton pass short left to Kelvin Benjamin. I, like, we can keep going like this, but yeah. I can tell you already that um, it's... on first and 10, sometimes they run and sometimes they pass. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I realize is that I, I don't... I. I don't listen to our podcast, but then sometimes I'll like listen to myself when I talk. I'll be like, "Oh, you sound like a real asshole." Yeah, and um, I'm not really that much of an asshole. It's funny because I f- I think and feel the same way when I hear you talk. Oh, that, <laughs> <laughs> that I am an asshole. <laughs> Words hurt, Zach. Words hurt. Um, yeah. So the the reality is, is that yes, uh, they do run the ball on first down. And yesterday it was not working. And also in Detroit, it was not working. But you know what? You have to keep running the ball on first down. When you run the ball on first down, then when you run a play action, and then you run that play action, Ed Dixon is wide open for 13 yards in a first down. Right. That that was a that was a specific play that they ran a play action. I'm not sure why 
the Eagles respected it, but... Or then they run a play action and KB drops the pass. On yeah, the first we had a lot of drops yesterday. Six of them, to be exact. Wow. Was it that many? That's a lot of drops. Damn, Cam Newton. Yeah, stupid Shula <laughs> dropping all those passes, overthrowing all them balls. Uh, but hold on. Let's, let's stick on Shula for a minute because he has to be the one to take the blame for the last two drives. The Panthers get the ball back down five with, what, three plus four, whatever it was, three and a half minutes left. Uh, they're driving down the field, and then for three straight passes, they decide to chuck it down the field. Shula, right? Yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would love to say that I have a great explanation for that. I do have an explanation because, obviously, we ask Ron Rivera, we ask Mike Shula, we ask Cam Newton about about these these decisions because they seem crazy. Um, so in that final, on that final possession. No, the second to last. Second to last, excuse me, yeah. So the, the, um, the Eagles are showing a cover zero look. So that means they have no safeties back. So Cam Newton, when he sees that, he, Mike Shula looks back at a, uh, a play call from a series before and sees that they had a very similar look where it was cover zero, and they ran Christian McCaffrey on an out and up, and he was wide open. Okay. Okay. And Cam Newton missed him. It happens. Yeah. Cam Newton threw it incomplete to Devin Funches on the other side of the field. So when they come back to that cover zero look, they say, hey, let's run this same play to Christian McCaffrey, and Cam Newton throws the ball out So hold on. So is that Cam... And I know which play you're talking about. That it looked like, yeah, they threw to Christian in the end zone. Maybe uh-huh. I think that was second down, if I'm not mistaken. But I think so. so. So you're saying that Cam identified that it was a cover zero and checked into that same play? That I don't know. I don't know whether he checked into that play or whether that was a play. What that was the play call. Okay. But that is the reason why they ran that play, and that's the reason why he threw that route is because it was open last time, and to be honest, it was open this time too. But Cam just threw it three yards out of bounds. Right. Instead of if he hits the I mean, let's be honest. If he hits Christian McCaffrey in stride, it's a lot it's a, the narrative is a lot different today. Mike Shula is smart. Oh, I can't believe he dialed up that pass play on second down. What's so oh, ba 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 You know, like it, it's all sometimes it's one or two plays and then the whole narrative is completely different. Right. Um so, but what about the interception though? Same drive, right? Third down. Cam yeah. So the, the interception is um, the interception is interesting because he. So again, again, they're chucking it down the field. Well, it's a cover zero look. So the thing with chucking it down the field is they needed to score a touchdown. Well, at that point, they needed ten yards for the first down too. So yeah. Now, no, you're now right. Now they're having to throw the ball. No, you're long. right. No, they. I mean, they needed a first down, but they also needed a touchdown at some point. So if they felt like they could advance the ball 25 yards at a clip they're going to take that too okay so in that cover zero look it's interesting because so from what i understood and and i could be wrong about this that kelvin benjamin had an option route right so when he sees that look he's supposed to either go forward keep going down the field or kind of take a little bit of a post route and he bent that route in a little bit early and so cam newton sees there's no safety back there, and he puts the ball where he thinks Kelvin Benjamin is going to be. Now, what it looks like is that he throws it directly to <laughs> defender. a defender. Right. But he actually put it where he thought that Benjamin was going to be. But it also seemed like everybody in in postgame was taking the blame for it. Cam said that it was his fault. He said that he read it incorrectly. Uh, Ron Rivera said that uh, it was the wrong play call and that it was confusing and and. 
it, it's going to be a combination of all of those things. But what it seems like is that it was miscommunication. They got mixed up. Maybe Benjamin just ran the wrong route and nobody wants to put that on him. Yeah, it, it looked like he may have cut it off a little bit short. It from... did. Rivera kind of said in this press conference today, he said, you know, would I have liked to see him bend that out a little, take, take that route a little bit further before bending it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of identified it to me because Rivera is never going to throw somebody under the bus. But, uh, well, uh, not, <laughs> so. not today anyway. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that is what, that's what happened on that particular play. Well, then the Panthers get the ball back and, you know, here we are again. Who Who is to blame, for lack of a better term, but probably the right term for this podcast. Um, third and one and fourth and one, both pass plays. When you have a six foot five, 250 plus pound quarterback who's run for 70 yards already in the game. They didn't what? have any timeouts. Yeah, well, they were still a minute and a half plus. I mean, they don't. <laughs> I would rather not have timeouts I, and to not have any downs left. I don't really have any. I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, I, I think that that if you ask me, they should have run the ball. They should have let Cam run for a first down on third down. Right. And then if you don't have it on third down, then let, either let him run again on fourth down because the clock's gonna be ticking. Yeah. Or then you then you throw a pass. But no, I think you should have put the ball in Cam's hands at some point there. Right. Now I, they didn't. So. You know what? Tell me. It is what it is, Hey-o. dog. <laughs> they did not run that play. And yeah. also, that pass doesn't get tipped to Dixon. That's a first down. Cam puts a better throw on McCaffrey. That's a first down. There's a lot of things that could have happened. But it's yeah. like when you start dealing with hypotheticals, maybe if Curtis Samuel doesn't stumble on the kickoff return, he takes that to the house. Like, it's not – there's a million of these hypotheticals. If Daryl Worley doesn't slip the wrong way – he recovers that fumble inside the 20 on that punt return. Right. So it's like there's all these things that it's like, man, like, well, it, it is what it is. You can't just get fired up about it. Right. Um, I'm not ready to write off this team. I'm not ready to write off Cam Newton. I'm not ready to write off CMC or Cam Newty. Uh, <laughs> I think that that, you know what? They had a they had a day. It happens. And they were still good enough to win. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, they were. They were good. En- they were good enough where they could have won. I mean, okay. they didn't, but they right. could have won. Uh, I think that you know when you walk away from this game, that's that's how you should feel. Is that you go into this little mini buy? It would have been nice to go in five and one with a comeback with a spectacular Cam Newton comeback. But I don't think that it's ready. Let's not sound the alarms. You know that there there are issues that need to be corrected. And I think that we are kind of, you know, the running game needs to get better. They, But if you think that the defense didn't play well, you're incorrect. The defense played well yesterday. Well, to me, it felt like either they were getting pressure on Wentz, right? Either causing a, uh, you know, an incompletion or getting to him and actually uh, getting a sack or he was slicing up the defense. It felt like there was no middle ground to me. It was one or the other. Again, this is a team that just that just dropped 34 and and whatever four touchdowns from Wentz last week. Yeah. So it's not take away the 15 that were, were take away the 15. Gifts. It seemed it kind of seemed like this game would have been like like a 17-13 like slobber knocker like kind of like in the mud and the rain like that kind <laughs> of game. Their defense is really good and our defense is really good. Yeah. So I think that um, that that is a it was a tough loss to a good team, but it's not time to. It's not time to call it to throw in the towel. So, 
have you heard anything about Luke? What's what's the update there? So Luke it, Luke was at meetings today. Okay. Uh, Steve Wilkes said he was perfectly fine, which is crazy because Steve Wilkes you can't say stuff like that. It's super <laughs> reckless. Uh, I don't think he's perfectly fine. Okay. I think that he probably. Do you think he sustained a concussion? I don't know. I. I yeah. mean, they yeah. told me we did. They told me he did. So I, I have no reason to think that he didn't. Um, Wait, they said that he did or they said that he's in the concussion protocol? I actually asked when they're in the concussion protocol, that means they were symptomatic of having a concussion, Okay, which is basically having a concussion. Yeah. If you have, if you're achy, sneezy coffee, you probably have, have a, cold. a cold. Yeah. <laughs> if it walks like a duck, it farts like a duck. <laughs> I think you it's have a concussion. Like a yeah. uh, so I... I am under the impression that, you know, maybe he had, maybe he was symptomatic. Maybe he came out of the game and, and I would assume knowing Luke Keekley that he does not, was not like, I got a concussion. <laughs> he probably came out of the game and was like, I don't have a concussion. Let me back in the game. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And they probably pulled him out of there as a precaution because A, he's the leader of that defense. He's had two concussions in the past. There's a chance that he's going to go to this independent neurologist on Tuesday Get cleared and be fine. Yeah. Dunskis. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed for that. If that doesn't happen, I mean, do we see – I mean, they're not going to make any outside moves. Mayo's the guy. No, it's it's his job, Mayo. similar to how Klein did when when uh, Luke missed time previously. I, I feel, honestly, uh, like it's kind of the same thing as Ryan Khalil, where it's – you're not going to replace Ryan Khalil with Tyler Larson, but it's a pretty good facsimile. Yeah. And I think that David Mayo is very good at his job, and – He's going to be pleasantly surprising. I think you you just need the rest of your defense to stop up, step or step up. Yeah, either there way. Were a couple big plays, run plays, and I think the Aguilar touchdown where that middle of the that field was on was... that was on Shaq. Oh no, yeah, was it? Yeah, that was on Shaq. That's but it's but here's the thing: was it on Shaq or is that an impossible matchup for you to ask your linebacker to have one on one with a wide receiver like Aguilar that runs like a four four. Sure. It's a ridiculous. I mean, they brought pressure. That's what happens when you bring pressure. You're going to have poor matchups, and you hope that your guys get to the quarterback in time to keep him from making that pass. They didn't. He hit Aguilar. Touchdown. Yeah. That's what happens. Like that's that's how you counteract pressure. So I, I don't know that. And to be perfectly honest, maybe David Mayo might have been involved in that play. That's how I. That's how I. Uh, Did you cover your tracks there? Yeah, that's how I cover my tracks, son. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Cya. Yeah, Josh um, said he might have been involved. So. Yeah. No. I don't remember. <laughs> it's widely considered that he was involved. Um, so it's like, I think that David Mayo is a competent middle linebacker. Now, is he the best middle linebacker in the league, like Luke Keekley? Of course not. But he can hold that spot down. But at the same time, those injuries are starting to mount up. Yeah. You got Kirk Coleman's now out, Luke Keekley, Greg Olson, Ryan Khalil. Is Khalil back in 10 days? I think Khalil's back in 10 days. All right. I think well, Khalil the good knows. news is we uh, the Panthers are going to Chicago. That's Chi-Town? Yeah. And the good news is they've got 10 days, and so do we, to rest up a little bit, recover, and get ready for us, at least for the uh, Windy City takeover. And uh, we're heading out there on Friday. Got a solid group. Got a local chapter out there in Chicago. Um, they meet up at a bar called Timothy O'Toole's, and O'Toole's is really taking good care of us all weekend. Um, thing about thing about Chicago is Soldier Field. I mean, it's it's 
pretty much you would consider it downtown Chicago, right? But And I'm not going to get the terminology right, even though I've been to Chicago plenty of times. But it's like on the other side of the uh, like the interstate. <laughs> I'm messing this up. There's a highway, a main road that you can't walk across. You have to walk under. Um, but it's a good distance. There's no tailgating is what I'm trying to get at. So uh, the, the easiest and the best thing to do is to do some bar gating there, right? Especially if you have a big group. So We'll be at O'Toole's. Uh, they got a couple buses that are going to, uh, you know, shuffle us down to the game and back. But the hard thing, and we see this happen in New Orleans too, is Central Time, man. Those 12 p.m. games, they'll hurt you. They sneak up on you. Yeah, because you know we're going to start tailgating at 8:30 in the morning. We have to leave the bar by 10:30 to be able to make it there for a you know a noon kickoff. But losing that extra hour, it's like remember when we were in college and you and, and daylight savings time went the other way in the bar. You know, stayed open. Yeah, that we're extra, so excited. Yeah, I'm now so we excited. can stay out till three, but it's really two, so you get that extra hour of drinking that we all needed, right? Well, this is the opposite. You get that you lose an hour of sleep or you lose an hour of drinking at the tailgate, and uh, you know 12 p.m. start time is rough. Yes, very, very rough. Yeah, but we're going to do it. We're excited. And then uh, we're doing a big bar crawl on Saturday through Wrigleyville that could potentially uh, you know, uh, collide with the Game 6 of the Cubs series. So That's that, exciting. That could be a lot of fun. I'm going to eat a lot of pizza, Yeah. an Italian beef sandwich. Okay. I'm going to eat a Chicago dog. And I think that's it. I think that's all I'm going to eat. Is that it? Mm. Right? Is there another Chicago thing that I need to eat? I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. But uh, when we were in Detroit, I literally ate Greek salads and gyros the entire time. So we were in Greek town. <laughs> Isn't it a I euro? Like to... it's no, a it's a euro. I'm pretty sure it's gyro. It's got a hard G and a Y in there. Yeah, I don't think so. Why would it be a euro? That's a Y E E R O. I don't think that you are correct. But uh, thank you guys for listening. It is what it is, and it was what it was. We out. Subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, check it out now.